Hey guys, welcome to The Whole Veterinarian. My name is Dr. Stacy Cordovano, and you know we've got some stuff going on in this profession of ours. On this podcast, I will speak with outside-of-the-box thinkers to hear new ideas on ways to improve our day-to-day life. I want veterinarians to learn to be happier, healthier, wealthier, and more grateful for the life that we've created. Now let's get started. Hi there. Just popping in to say thanks for listening to my first episode. I had a ton of fun recording this, and I hope you enjoy listening to it just as much. Make sure you stay tuned until the end. I've got a great giveaway. Please enjoy. Today's guest is Michelle Vahey. Michelle is a certified health coach with the Integrative Institute of Nutrition and the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. She is also very experienced in the fitness arena with certifications in TRX, AFFA personal training, 200-hour yoga instruction, Aqua Fitness, and V-Bar. She is the co-founder, along with her husband, Matt, of Vita Performance, a wellness studio in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, and is the mother to three boys. Michelle strongly believes that adding healthy foods, movement, and purpose to your life will help you become the best version of yourself. That's why I'm so excited to chat with her today. Welcome, Michelle, and thanks for joining me. Hi. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming. So I've been loving your Instagram stories lately, and I heard a story on there that I was not aware of, but it hit very close to home for me. So I was hoping you could tell the story of how you got into fitness and wellness. Yes. So I guess this is about 10 years ago. My job back then was decorating cakes. I am a pastry chef by trade. That's what I went to school for culinary arts and I minored in nutrition. But back then I was working at a place in Wilmington, Delaware, and I love what I do. I really do. It was just decorating cakes. And I did have three little guys. I have three boys. And back then I had that nice disease to please that I think a lot of us do have. Yeah. I think women in general, we are just, we just want to, I don't know why we do this. It's probably put somewhere inside of us for no, I don't know, but we just want to please everybody. And we think we can just be super and do it all ignoring a lot of signs that we get because we always have those signs, but we just choose to ignore them. So long story short, I, I was working a really long day. I decided that I was going to say yes to decorating like a lot of cakes. I think it was like 10 of them rushing out of there, going to get my son at preschool. I feel like somebody just put like a fast forward. It was just moving so fast. And I find myself at a stop sign and I can't remember for a second where I'm going okay, he's going to come back to me. I'm just, I'm just stressed out. Right. So somehow I picked up my son and I made it home. I don't remember this by the way. So God was with me because I don't remember how I got home. I did call my husband. He got there and he knew something was just wrong. And again, long story short, they take me to the emergency room. All I wanted to do was go to bed. I'm like, just check out. I just, I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. Again, not listening. I was in that emergency room and they were treating me for a mini stroke which was very scary. But then it it turned out to be probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me realize that our bodies just can't take it. It has to come out somewhere. I ended up having um, a TIA, which is caused by a migraine. I deeply in my soul think that it was just awakening, a, a wake up call for me. It was just a nervous breakdown. And it was just a way for me to realize that things needed to change. 
Yeah, it's so relatable. The reason that I even started thinking about this podcast was, I guess it was 2018. You know, I had two little kids also and was running a full-time equine practice solo. And I got Lyme disease and then my appendix ruptured. And then a couple other things happened like right in like a four-month period. And it was just somebody's telling me to stop here because this is not going well. And I am not taking care of myself. So when I heard your story, it was just very relatable. So I wanted listeners to hear that too, because I think it's important that we, like you say, listen to the signs that we're getting. You know, the signs are there. We all have a moment of awakening. Life is going to give you a moment in time that is going to be something has to change. Something has to change. And that's an awakening. And that is just connecting with you. And you're probably going to notice that now that you're connecting with yourself a little bit more, your business is going to be better. Your home life is going to be better. It's almost like when you realize and you live the life that you're meant to live and you follow the signs, it's pretty darn special. I know. I I do feel like that in the past year for sure. This is my motto now. If you're not happy and healthy, nobody around you is going to be happy. The mood changes in the house when you're not. And the thing is, it's kind of weird because we feel like if we're doing, doing, doing for them and uh, for everybody else that we're heroes or I don't know, but it's not, it's so not, it's just the opposite. And and I bet you that if you ask any kid, if they would have rather have the mom happy or just exhausted, you know, like just, they can see it. My older, my boys are older now. They're 20, God, 20 and 22, but, and 14. Since I changed my relationship with them has done a 360 completely. Yeah, that's another thing I want to talk about because you have a great relationship with your kids. And, you know, I'm in the throes of it with the five and two year old. And it seems hard to imagine having a super close relationship with them some days. I was curious how you've cultivated that relationship with them. You know, this is a great question because I think I finally realized that my nature is to fix. I want to fix things. I want to fix everybody. I can, you know, I'm a health coach. So it's right. <laughs> in my nature. But lately I realized that the best thing you can do for somebody is to be a good listener. And what I mean by that is, especially with my boys, till my 14 year old actually said, you know what, mom, you never, you just don't listen. You don't listen to me. And once I realized that, okay, I consciously made the effort to listen, like really just bite my tongue a lot of the times and just let them tell me what's going on or why they did what they did that I just kind of lose my (laughs) mind for, you know, there usually there's a really good reason if you let them speak and then they kind of figured out for themselves that, Oh yeah, I totally did wrong. You know, like if you just let them speak and I see with my older boys, um, I had the best conversations with him because I, I feel like he feels, he doesn't feel judged by me. And trust me, Stacey, sometimes I want to like, I'm like, Oh my God, too much information, <laughs> but I'm grateful that he has somebody or he feels comfortable enough to, to tell us anything. Yeah. That's amazing. Kids are pretty, you know, they're great and they have good stories to tell and, and just listening. And it's not always easy to be a good listener no. because as parents, we, we don't want them to feel pain or, you know, we want to protect them. A uh, Glennon Doyle is a really an author that I like. And she says something is like, it's not our job as parents to take the pain away from our kids. And I think that is brilliant. It's through the pain that they learn and through the struggle. Right. Being a good listener will be a good, good way to start. 
Good. That's great advice. So as far as the health coaching goes, I have to admit, when I look at like your website, for example, the first thing I think to myself is, I can do all those things. I can shop clean. I can find exercises. But then I take another second and I think, but I'm not doing those things very well. So can you explain a little bit about what a health coach does and why for a lot of people, it's very helpful? Yes. I feel like a health coach is somebody that can hold you accountable. And the way I do, and this is just something I do personally, I feel like I have to attach feeling to everything I do. A lot of people think health coaching is just geared with nutrition. And I am not a nutritionist by no means. The health coach can guide you to give you the right choices, but I can, I'm not going to give you a menu like says, okay, eight ounces of protein, you know, that's the difference. And what I love about being a health coach is secondary foods are foods that we eat. Primary foods are relationships, spirituality, uh, your creativity. How do you do, how is your business life or your um, work life, you know? All those other elements that I feel if we are not aligned with a lot of those things, the food, you can eat healthy and all you want. But if your mind, if that's not right, nothing else is going to feel right. I guarantee you that most of the times we're eating bad or when we when we crave the bad stuff is because we're not feeling good. For sure. For me. You're great and strong. You're not going to go open that bag of Cheetos and a bottle of wine. Not necessarily. You might have a bottle, I mean, a glass of wine to celebrate. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not going to binge when you're when you feel aligned, when you feel good. And I tell people the like the exercise, find something that makes you feel joy. By what I mean by that is it might not be taking a, a fitness class. It might be running. Notice how that makes you feel when you're done with that activity. Uh, it could be a hike in the woods. It could be, or some people might love to take a fitness class and that just brings them, you have to connect with the activity. You cannot just go to the gym and get on a treadmill just because you're supposed to. It's not going to work. Movement has to be something that connects with you in that bottom line. Yeah, definitely. If nothing changes, nothing changes. I keep saying that to people. If you want to see a change in your life, you have to change your habits. You have to change the way you do things, tiny little bits at a time. They will make a big difference throughout your life. Yeah. And I can see that's where having a coach to kind of hold you accountable would help. Exactly. The thing is, that's how we do it because having somebody seeing it from the outside, it's easier. Sometimes when you're in it, but when somebody else is, hey, have you thought of this? How about this? They're like, oh, yeah. think about that. That works. That's where a health coach is so important. I have a health coach. They take you out of your comfortableness and the excuses and all, you know, all that chatter in your head. And they make you realize that there's another option. So are there some kind of easy takeaways you can share with listeners? I mean, I realize that you kind of need to come up with a strategic plan, but is there something easy for people to start with? Yes. I think there's three things you can do. When I say eat clean, We all know how to eat, guys. We do. (laughs) Eat clean. And if you want to have that chocolate cake or that cookie, do it. But just do it, you know, in moderation. So that's one. Eat clean. Move with purpose. What I mean by that, move with purpose. Find something that really makes you uh, feel good when you do it. It could just be a brisk walk. Just something. Just moving. And then get still. Be still. It doesn't have to be a meditation. It's just to be quiet time. Take time, take five minutes to 10 minutes a day to go within, to be like, okay, how's my day going? What do I want to change? How do I want to feel? 
connect with yourself. We everything that we need to know, everything that we need to be successful in life is within us. I truly believe that. We just have to pay attention, get quiet enough, get still enough to just let them come up. I love the saying that says simplicity brings you clarity. When you simplify your life, clarity just comes. Get away from the chaos and the drama and just simplify your life. I think clarity will come. That's great. I recently did a mindfulness-based stress reduction course through UMass and I had never meditated, but it is amazing. I mean, I wouldn't have the space for the creativity of this podcast project without having taken some of that. It's all about the stillness. Oh, I, I cannot tell people enough. And they say, well, what, I can't quiet my mind, the whole meditation. And you don't understand that you don't have to just sit quiet. It's just, just, you can do, I tell people meditation can be doing a puzzle. It could be drawing, coloring, like walking, but just an effort to just go within. When I was laid up from the appendectomy surgery, I started doing hand lettering, you know, like the fancy, cute lettering. And I thought I was just doing it to be creative because I hadn't been creative in a long time. But then I started calling it my meditative practice because you're just focusing on that. And so you're not thinking about all the other things. I still struggle to find that time, especially now (laughs) with the pandemic and the childcare situation completely thrown off. But I can imagine people listening might say, oh, I don't even have five minutes in my day. And I think a little bit that comes down to just making it a priority, even if you just literally wake up 10 minutes early, right? You nailed it right there. You have five minutes. Trust me, you do. I made a commitment that I wake up. So now I'm up to almost an hour before the time that I normally wake up. But I started with five minutes. And that's when so much creativity came up. Because I was giving myself space and time to think. One of my daily routines, the daily things that I do is I pick a card. And um, Gabby Bernstein has a few. Uh, these ones are from her book, Super Attractor, which I, I recommend. It's amazing. And so every morning... Before my meditation, I go, and let's pick one. I'm going to pick one for all of us today. Ooh, fun. They, they speak to me every time. All right, here we go. I'm going to pick one for us. Oh, this is pretty cool. Because <laughs> I just picked this one this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's the same one. The same one came back. That's, wow. Okay, so it says, when I make joy a priority, brilliant ideas will come naturally. Support will surround me and movements will form. Wow. So if you make joy a priority, if you live in hope and positive thoughts, things just lined up. The universe has our back. (laughs) I wanted to ask, what is one small thing that has brought you joy this week? My son, when he called me, when he was done his last final in college, that was your joy right there. It was joy with sadness and, but it just, it, it, it made my heart sing. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's amazing. You also mentioned on your Instagram story, kind of leaning into fear. I was curious if you could elaborate on that. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's something that is inside you that you want to do. Maybe like, I don't know if you felt it with your podcast. It was in there. That podcast was in your mind, in your head. But you're starting to say, who am I to do that? There's so many other people doing podcasts. They're da-da-da-da-da. That shatter in our minds that keeps us from doing the thing that we want to do. That's all fear-based. And it paralyzes us. Fear paralyzes us. And it's just an excuse. And we live, so many of us live on fear-based thoughts. 
the quicker you can realize that that's a fear and you turn it into something positive, just, just take the next positive thought takes you out of that. Because again, fear and hope cannot be in the same space in your mind. It just can't. So pick one. And I'm not saying that you're ever not going to have fear-based thoughts, but the quicker we can realize that it's a, it's coming from fear, the quicker we can just turn it into something positive. Awesome. It's good advice. You mentioned apps. Do you have any that you love or anything that everyone should have? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, time block is great. Time block. Uh, that's the one that I use to, um, you just block your time and it's amazing how much stuff you're going to get done mm-hmm. because it's on the list. And then you're like, okay, I want to be done my day by six o'clock and you're done. You know, we have all this stuff and, but we don't organize it. Yeah. I tell people pick two things that you have to get done that day from your big list. So pick the two things that have to be done and get them done first. It's pretty powerful when you pick two things and you get them done. It feels awesome. And then I guess the other thing that would be good is that you think you could theoretically get all these things done, but if then you actually time blocked it, you could see like, there's actually no way that all these things could fit into the day. Exactly. Yeah. Another thing is like, we try to multitask as moms. We try to do everything because what happens is chaos starts when the kids are pulling you in every million directions, right? Yeah. And then just organizing your day thinking, okay, I'm going to take this 25, 30 minutes and I'm going to play with my kids. I'm going to play with my kids and make a conscious effort that that's the time that you're not going to have dinner in the stove, playing with the kids, writing an email, organize your day. And I think that doing that helps even the kids to realize, okay, mom, this is mommy's work time. So we need to, you know, they have to have a a activity that they're doing, but just giving yourself time. Right. And I mean, when the kids are tiny, tiny, that might be hard, but like when they start to understand telling them, Hey, listen, mommy needs 10 minutes. You're going to play, do this, or mommy's just going to sit quiet for 10 minutes. I agree. And I also totally agree that it's very helpful to just be mindful about what you're doing at that moment. So like you said, this is the time to play with the kids, not multitask, because you're just not doing either one well or either 18 things well when you're multitasking. (laughs) The lesson I learned, I I was a multitasker and I was proud of it. Mm -hmm. That's what people think that you, you're supposed to be doing. And, and then once I realized that it's just not, you don't get anything done. I just found this podcast from NPR called Life Kit. And they were talking about how to deal with, you know, the uncertainty of our current pandemic times. And someone said, don't should on yourself, you know, like kind of play on words a little bit. Don't should on yourself. And I was like, oh, that's really good. All these things we think we should get done. Just don't do it. I tell people just... Treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. We're so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So hard. Like just just pat yourself in the back. I mean, in some days, the, that time block is not going to get done and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have to share this story. I was feeling really, really overwhelmed by the amount of social media. Like I'm like, oh my God, because being a health coach and stuff, I'm like, holy moly, I should be creating my new program. I should be doing this and this and this. I was getting, I felt like it was almost like I felt frozen or probably as moms. There's so many moms out there and you see them in Instagram doing all these activities with the kids and they make it look so easy. And you're like, I am really failing at this. And so I told myself, I'm giving myself permission to just be. Yeah, that's great. With everything going on right now, are you taking clients virtually for health coaching? I assume that in the past you had done that in the studio, but what's available to people now? 
I was just doing it at the studio. I was doing it face-to-face, of course. And we meet, uh, usually my programs are a few different ones, but we meet a couple times a month and we go over things, you know, we meet face-to-face. But nowadays that we discover all this virtual stuff, heck, I can do it wherever you are. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be here. Um, One of the beautiful things about quarantine. (laughs) Yes, there are a couple of upsides to this whole thing. I am actually about to launch a 10 days to wellness and it's going to be 10 days of just, again, eating clean, being still and moving with purpose. And I'm going to guide you through it for 10 days. And I think we just all need a little start, a little kickstart to feeling because once you start feeling how it feels to be in that space of eating clean and moving and being still, it's kind of like addicting. So it makes me want to just stay in that space. That's awesome. Is that going to be on Instagram or? I will be launching that on my in, on my Instagram, of course. And that's going to be also on our website, vitaperformance.com uh, for all the details of what it, you know, what's going to include. So I'm very, very excited. Okay. So it's going to be a PDF and it's going to be everything that you need for 10 days whenever you want to start it. Usually I've done a challenge. It's a 21 day challenge that we start from one date to the next date. But this one is going to be a program that you can just purchase oh. and you can do anytime. Perfect. Perfect. So what is your Instagram so that people can find you there? Yes. My Instagram is Michelle with Vida and that's Fias Victor IDA because Vida means life in Spanish. I am Spanish. I'm from Guatemala. So that's where that came from. Awesome. And then the website one more time. And the website is vidaperformance.com. Great. And I'll definitely link all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much, Michelle. I had a, I had fun. I me too. This is so fun. I'm just so excited for you. Welcome. Thank you. Guys, you made it through my first episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit. And now it's time for a giveaway. Michelle mentioned that she loves the super attractor cards developed by Gabby Bernstein, which are a deck of cards with daily mantras that you can pick to elevate your day. So I'm going to give away a pack. It's super easy to enter this giveaway. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and then send me an email or a direct message on Instagram saying that you left a review, and I'll have the kids pick a random winner. Should be super fun, and I really appreciate you listening and playing along. And I'd also love to hear any other thoughts or suggestions for the podcast or topics. Every time you hit subscribe or leave a review, it definitely helps to spread the word to more people about this podcast. So I really appreciate all the help. Talk to you soon.